Mamas podcast. We're two modern mamas with the goal to inspire empowerment, self-love, deep physical and spiritual nourishment, holistic health, and joy, no matter your journey, gender, or perspective. I'm Laura of Radical Roots. I'm a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, and mama to Edie Wilder. And I'm Jess of Hold Space Wellness. I'm a level one CrossFit trainer, a licensed and certified athletic trainer with a master's in kinesiology and mama to Baron Camille. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We're so happy you're here. Hello, friends. It's Jess here today with another episode of the Modern Mamas podcast, and I have a very special guest on today. My, I guess... I would call her my mentor in all aspects of life, Cassie Joy. Cassie, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is kind of weird. I don't know, because I I talk to you every day, and now you're on the podcast, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. Cassie, if you guys haven't been following along with us on social media, you probably don't know that Cassie is launching her second cookbook in, like, do you have the days? Are you counting down the days? Oh my gosh. Someone on Instagram tagged me in a day countdown. I was like, that's such a good idea. <laughs> we should do that. <laughs> short story. No, I don't know the count. I think we're, I think we're, gosh, Jess, I don't know. Are we, are we two weeks away now? I think we're getting, we're closing up on two weeks away. Actually. Yes. I know that is so crazy. And if you also been following along, you know that we are anticipating every little change in the Amazon book ranking and all the pre-order. It's, it's crazy. It's like, I don't, I don't even know what to compare it to like draft today or something where you're just like waiting anxiously for, you know, the big day. It? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I mean, I just keep pestering Jess <laughs> and Amber with updates. I'm trying to hold off on updating you hourly, but don't you worry. I'm probably checking every five minutes. <laughs> Well, as you should be, and as I would be too, if this was, I know Diane Sanfilippo calls these their book babies. And I imagine it's very, very, it's a very personal thing to put something like this out into the world. So I don't know. I keep seeing all of the, the tags of people like the book launch team and people getting their, their early copies and people are just really, really excited. They are. It's humbling, Jess. I mean, we've talked about this and a little bit. I'm going to try to like not talk to you like we're on page 76 <laughs> of our conversation. <laughs> this is all new information coming yes. at me. <laughs> yes, but it is. It is really, really humbling. You know, you come up with, and you're a content creator, and you come up with an idea, right, for your website or for Instagram or a service or a new idea for how you want to get information out or solve a problem creatively for your readers. And you come up with this idea, and I don't know if it's just me or if anybody else out there can relate to it, but I come up with something and I'm so excited about it. I think this is it. We finally solved it. And then I honest, I, for some reason, I'm shocked when it works, <laughs> like when, it, like, when it's well received and we've been getting endless notes and I'm trying not to, like, I'm trying to not update you every five minutes on the ranking. I'm trying not to repost every single note that has come my way. But they were blowing me away. I mean, just I, I, I was hopeful that it would be helpful to people, to people largely. I mean, I was hopeful, of course, that it would be a great solution for a large audience. But I think I really only expected to hear back from a handful of folks, you know, because you usually only hear the squeaky wheels. Yes. <laughs> and I'm sure there, I'm sure the squeaky wheels will come at some point in time, but there really haven't been any of that. And it's all, honestly just all been glowing reviews of people just... I mean, they're the notes that make me cry that say mm-hmm. that this is a working mom and she has three kids under five, both parents work and getting dinner on the table is a real struggle. And these folks are sending these incredibly personal notes and that she had felt like she wanted to do better. She wanted to do better for her family, but most nights it was takeout because that's all she could really manage. And this has helped her feel like, and there's nothing wrong with takeout. Jess and I oh, Jess gosh. knows that I feel that, but like she just, this, this approach helped her feel like she was able to do it all, mm-hmm. you know, have it all like less time to cook, but still get something fresh and homemade on the table. So it's just been blowing me away. I know. And it's funny because it's like, we talk about this all the time, you and I and Amber are the team and about how impactful it is to hear these stories, but people probably don't realize that 
it really is such an emotional thing when you hear how your work has changed someone's life. And so I, I, I'm glad that you mentioned that. It's, it's really cool, I think, probably for our listeners and your followers to see, like, it's really like we slash you invest a lot into the content that you create. And there's a huge emotional attachment when it gets, goes out into the world and you hear back from people. So I'm glad that you mentioned that it is, it is, you know, being on this side of it with you, it's been a real honor to kind of see how you've impacted people's lives. So thank you for sharing that with me. Of course. Thank you. Thanks for being there. Yeah. Well, I'm going to back up a little bit because I haven't even introduced you yet. And I'm just assuming that everybody knows who you are because you're Cassie Joy. But I'm going to give... They don't. They don't know. They do. I'm going to give everyone a little brief background on you in case they're unfamiliar. So if you don't know, Cassie Joy Garcia is the editor-in-chief behind the popular food and wellness website, fedandfit.com. She's the author of two cookbooks, the best-selling self-titled Fed and Fit book, and her newest resource, Cook Once, Eat All Week, 26 weeks of gluten-free, affordable meal prep to preserve your time and sanity. She's a certified nutrition consultant, the creator of the Fed and Fit Project, and the voice behind the weekly mindset-focused Fed and Fit podcast, which... We'll get we'll we'll talk about that in a minute, but we just have a huge announcement about that last week. After the birth of her daughter in early 2018, Cassie became even more motivated to rethink traditional meal prep. Spurred by a desire to spend more time with her daughter, Cassie thought there has got to be a better way. There's got to be a way we can save time, money, mental energy, and not have to eat leftovers all week. Cook Once, Eat All Week is a revolutionary way to get a delicious, healthy, and affordable dinner on the table fast. Cassie will walk you through this tried-and-true method and show you how batch cooking, a few basic components, can give you an entire week's worth of dinners with minimal time and effort. Cook Once, Eat All Week is available for pre-order now on Amazon. And you guys, if you have not pre-ordered yet, you really need to. A, you're going to get a bunch of goodies, including four weeks from the book. Is it just, It's four weeks from the book, but is there some... There's some other things coming along. We can't talk about that, can we? <laughs> Jess knows too much. <laughs> I know too much. I'm like, what have we talked about and what have we not talked about? <laughs> Jess, shh, nobody knows that yet. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, this episode will probably go live the week of launch. So hopefully by oh, that time. Oh, then they're out. Okay. <laughs> just FYI, we'll just put to be on the safe side, you need to pre-order because you get you get all the goods. You get the inside scoop for being a true you fan. Do. So you do. You get put on what we call internally the VIP list, mm-hmm. which means that we're just going to spoil you rotten as much as we possibly can. So yeah, we've got some more tricks up our sleeves. Yes. So get on that. And so today, when I put out a call for questions about, I told everyone I was going to be interviewing you. You're going to be on the podcast. I really expected. I I think people are very interested in meal prep. That's just kind of who our listeners are, and they like to be able to save time and money and all those good things. But most of the questions, honestly, Cassie, we talked a little offline before this, but they're all about you and your story, <laughs> and they people want to know how you are the way you are, which is going to be so intriguing, because we talk about things like during work days all the time, like our Enneagram numbers, and we have all mm-hmm. this amazing insight about like why we, what makes us tick and why we act the way we do. And I think people really just want to know you a little bit better. So what, so, and I am going to throw in some, some actionable items at the end. I really want to know your top five grocery budget hacks essentially, but the bulk of our interview today is just going to be us chatting, which I'm, I'm really jazzed about. I'm in, I'm in. So before we jump into the, the meat of the subject, I really usually like to do an icebreaker question. Okay. And honestly, we've talked about this topic before, but I'm not really sure what your 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 answer is. So I'm okay. I'm going to wait with bated breath. Ooh, I'm so excited. What is, what is your favorite book of all time, and why? Oh my gosh, it's an easy one. Okay. No, it's not an easy one. <laughs> now I thought I was. I thought I had my pick, and then another one popped into my brain. Oh, I'm going to go with my first thought. My first thought was East of Eden. Okay. And if you haven't read East of Eden, you probably didn't want to read East of Eden because your high school English teacher told you to read it. <laughs> John Steinbeck? It was, yes, John Steinbeck. It was, it was probably on the same list as Grapes of Wrath, also mm-hmm. Steinbeck. Mm-hmm. And I 
did not enjoy Grapes of Wrath. I may, I might enjoy it as an adult, but I remember not liking it then. And I don't know. I think I downloaded East of Eden. It was when we were working on a, I was working on a reading list for the blog years ago. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to dust off that old high school reading list because there's so many goodies on there. And I want to feel like I'm doing a good job and doing honored to my English teachers. <laughs> and I saw East of Eden, downloaded it. It seemed like a good summertime read. And it was a, an incredible slash, dare I say, life-changing book. Mm. My second my second read would have been The Alchemist, which is another great one. And it's much shorter. The Alchemist is, I think if you're listening on audio, it's a four-hour read mm-hmm. for, or listen or just under that. Whereas East of Eden is monstrous. It's a beast. It's a behemoth. You know, if you're going on a road trip across the country, that's the one to download. <laughs> But it ends in this, I mean, it's just this beautiful story, probably my favorite character I've ever read or ever gotten to know, of course, in fiction, is in this book. He's just an amazing, amazing man, an amazing character, and it's an incredible story. And the book ends with this crescendo and this aha moment about it. I won't, I won't give anything away, but it was just, it left me stunned in the best way possible. And so I would, that's definitely it. And then the, if you're not down to listen to 40 hours or however long it is, East of Eden is on audio, then the alchemist is another one. And you like to do most of your book consuming via audiobooks, right? Like when was the last time you, you cracked open like a physical book? I mean, I have a stack of books on my nightstand and they just, the poor things, they just <laughs> sit there and collect us. I have Brene Brown's Dare to Lead on my nightstand right now and I really enjoy it. And I'll pick it up and I'll read five pages at night before I go to sleep. But if I really want to consume a book, you know, mm-hmm. like really just gobble it up, then I listen to it. If I want to just appreciate, like I I love the way Brene writes and I love the way, for example, Tina Fey's Bossy Pants, that audio is phenomenal, but I also really love reading her written word. I love the way she writes. I love the way John Steinbeck also writes, you know, just some of the literary greats and I find them deeply inspiring. And so I like to do both on those. If I really think I've got something to learn from folks as far as how to read and how I can improve my own writing, I'll read. But otherwise, if I really want to actually I'm an audio, I'm an audio learner. Mm -hmm. And so if I actually want to absorb something, I'll listen to it. That is so interesting to me. I love that. And I, we've talked about this before too. It's like, I am not an audio learner by any stretch of the imagination. So for me, it's like, I need to see it. I need to like write it down, like take like actual scribble notes on things in order for it. Like it's that process of like visually seeing it and like regurgitating it, which is what like allows me to like actually absorb it. So, and I know you can just like gobble up audiobooks like while you're cuz I mean, truthfully, I don't read as much as I probably want to because I just don't have the time, but the beauty of audiobooks is like you can be doing other things while you're actually listening. So, I wish I could do that more. Okay, well that's insightful. I need to add East of Eden to the list. I've definitely read Grapes of Wrath and he wrote Of Mice and Men, right? He was Yes. Yeah, that was a good read. I remember in high school that I enjoyed. Okay, so we're gonna get to know you a little bit better. So tell us a little bit more about your story, how all the paths led to you creating this, you know, this meal prep resource right now. And there are all these things on the horizon for Fed and Fit that I've been privy to, but I don't wanna you know, give too much away, but people want to know your story and they want to know like what drives you because, you know, you're this presence on social media that is so uplifting. And, you know, I get to see behind the scenes, all the comments about how do you stay so positive? How do you have so much energy? You know, all of these questions and that's what people want to know. So tell us as much as you're willing to divulge. (laughs) I'm willing to divulge at all. I think I, I think the problem is, and this is a lot of, when Jess and I, for whatever reason, have a work day alone and Amber stays home, we just psychoanalyze each other all day long. (laughs) Not that Amber Amber doesn't love a good psychoanalysis, but I think Jess and I will talk about it for eight hours Mm -hmm. without getting tired. And I think I realize in some of those conversations that I don't always see the forest through the trees. I think I do stuff and I behave a certain way, but it's hard for me to really, I feel like your friends and those around you can tell you a little bit more about yourself sometimes than you can about yourself. But I would say that the, 
the thing that really drives me in business and it also shows up in my life in forms and fashion, but in business, I love being a problem solver. And I think that if I were to boil it down to one thing that drives me, it's, I, I really, really do see in the world. If you're not a part of the solution, then you're a part of the problem, right? So if I'm in this, such a silly example to dial down, but it one, it's one that just comes to mind. If I'm going on, let's say I go online and I say, oh man, problem, Jess. Actually, my idea fizzled out. That wasn't a good one. What's a problem that I encounter? Well, meal prep. I mean, there's a good one, right? It, meal. <laughs> there you I'm go. So You've got a huge solution to that. I'm so good at marketing. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say Googling something, but um, (laughs) meal prep is a much better example. So meal prep being a problem, right? I, I felt like in meal prepping for my family, it was hard. It was so hard. It was so labor intensive for me personally. Right. And it took so much effort for me to sit down and plan it all out. And of course there are some organizations out there that are trying to offer a solution, but I hadn't seen one that I thought really solved my point. And my pain point was I was spending way too much money. My meal, I was eating leftovers all week long and I was spending so much time cooking. I wasn't spending, being able to spend that time with my family. I play golf, right? I'd rather, and it's a very long sport. And I'm like, if I'm going to take, I'm away from my family. I'd rather go or away from being able to do laundry or housework or work or play with my daughter. I'd rather do it like where I can do a sport with my family, you know, some be able to spend my time the way I want to spend it versus feeling shackled to the kitchen, which is how I felt when I was meal prepping. It didn't, it was not fun. And I love to cook, but meal prep to me on a Sunday was not fun. I felt like I was obligated to do this thing, which also plays into my rebel tendencies, but I didn't enjoy it. And I thought, well, I can either talk that I don't enjoy it and that it's so labor intensive and that I would burn off and on, right? Because I would get, I would meal prep. I'd be like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to meal prep so hard. I'm going to make all this food for my family. We're going to eat all the healthy food. And then two weeks would go by and I would be so burnt out on this overextension of myself financially, time-wise, planning-wise that I was done. And I was like, forget it. It's Chinese and gluten-free pizza <laughs> for the next seven days. And I just yo-yo back and forth like that. And I thought, well, I can either complain about it and commiserate with everybody and be a part of the problem, or I can be a part of the solution and figure out a way to, to change this for myself and for everybody else. Because as we would survey our readers, those were the exact same t- pain points as everybody else. Right? Everybody else was like, I, it's too much time. It takes too much energy. It's too much planning. It's too expensive. Blah, 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 blah. My family doesn't like this food. I find myself cooking different meals to please everybody at the table. And I was just like, there's got to be a better way. And so I think the thing that really drives me in business, I hate, I mean, I really kind of hate to use the cook once as an example of it use because it. <laughs> it, it, feels, it feels like a cheap shot, but it's a good example is that I could have either, and this is a filter that I use when I talk about when I show my life on Instagram is I'm happy to show the hard times and I'm happy to show, you know, as going through life, but you're never going to see me complain without also offering the solution. And that's just something, it's a deep foundational cord of mine. It's something that's really important to me is that I, and sometimes I might slip up, but I'm going to always do my best to be a part of the solution and not a part of the problem. So if you see me talking about a problem, it's because I have a solution ready for it, or I'm working on, or I'm here to identify with you and I need your help in coming up with a solution. I can definitely attest to that. Just seeing behind the scenes how we, as a team, content plan and how we think about what we're going to do next week on the blog or what we're going to do next week on social media or, you know, all that behind the scenes stuff. I can really back that up. You truly do are looking for ways to help your readers and your followers. And again, cook once. It's not a shameless plug or it's a cheap (laughs) shot. It's like, this is kind of the ultimate in my mind, because I've seen that I've seen the surveys, I've seen all of the pain points and it really, all the the things that people struggle with is exactly what you you're saying, what what you're talking about time and money and feeling, you know, like they're spending all their time, their extra time meal prepping because they want to be healthy. And then if they don't get to do it, then they default to fast food or whatever over and over and over again. It's like this endless cycle. So truthfully, you know, I know I'm kind of invested in the outcome of this book as well, but like truthfully from an, 
from a somewhat outside perspective, I really, really think that that's the way you live your life. And that's why you're just going to keep creating solutions to problems. And it's wonderful. And I love watching it. Well, thank you. That's so nice. I love you being there. I mean, it's a tall order. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Just going to test. This work is not easy. And I will, you know, let's say if we're working on an outline for a science article that we're going to publish or a did you know, for mm-hmm. example, that we work together for, for social media, for Instagram, you know, we can write up some really interesting things, but at the end of the day, the filter, the editing filter that we go through before we press publish and before I say, yes, go ahead and send this to that subject matter expert to help us put the bones or the meat on the bones of this article that we want to publish, be like, but is this actually useful information? Mm-hmm. Is this actually going to answer someone's questions or is it just going to create more noise? And I think that in our, in our business, not, I think I know in our business, that is our core value is to help reduce the noise and demystify wellness. And if we're ever contributing to the noise and making things more difficult or more confusing, we'll, we'll course correct. We'll pull mm-hmm. it back orange barrel, reroute. We have to rework (laughs) this thing, rewrite it because I want it to be a, here is the information. And if any, and if anything, you're walking away feeling more empowered and informed. And then just as a personality, I guess, unfortunately, (laughs) fortunately, unfortunately, that's a part of the business. I didn't expect, you know, when I started Fed and Fit in 2011, I think I've talked to you about this, Jess, but I thought I could do this as a totally impersonal business. Mm -hmm. I was such a child. I had no idea what I was doing. I still some days feel that way. I thought I could just start fed and fit and it's going to be this online magazine and folks are just going to read it. And it's going to be awesome. And lo and behold, you have to actually like establish some credibility. Mm -hmm. So you have to actually talk about yourself and your own journey. And so folks get to know you and they know if you're even worthy of their trust. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that's the currency in our business is trust of our readers and they never, ever try to, t- I never take that lightly, but it was just interesting. And so in reality perspective, it's, it's weird. It's really weird. I know you feel this way being on social media and my fed and fit at Instagram or at fed and fit Instagram account. That's my personal account. You know, like that's, that's my life. My, yeah. my sister-in-law has an account. My gosh, all of my family members have accounts and they share all their personal stuff. But Fed and Fit is also my business. And it's this really weird line that I've had to tow over the years. And I feel like I'm finally getting a little bit of balance underfoot with the help of a great team and lots of great outside perspectives. But it's just really weird trying to figure out the balance between what do I share and, and then what's actually going to serve people well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that insight. And so one of the things, this is going to be a little bit more specific, what of all the things that you've created, of all the things that you have your hand in business-wise, I mean, I guess we could go personal too, but people really want to know what gives you the most fulfillment and joy out of all the work and life things that you do. Ooh. <laughs> How long do we have? <laughs> How long do we have is right. Oh man, Jess. Are you sure you can't just answer these for me? <laughs> just kidding. I mean, I have some ideas, but you know. <laughs> I learned a lot working with Jess when Jess first came on because we were great friends and we knew each other really well. I was like, oh, okay, so you can you just answer all the things that I don't want to, I don't, can't think of? <laughs> Oh, you just know me so well and know the business so well. Gosh, what, I don't know what lights, what have you seen light me up? There's a lot of it. There's a lot. I mean, there's beauty counter and building a business there has been probably the greatest surprise of my professional career. I I am, I was, did not expect it. I didn't set out to build a business with beauty counter. I did not start benefits. So I could go build a business with beauty counter, but it it happened Mm -hmm. and it is definitely one of the more rewarding experiences. It's great to get safer products into the hands of everybody. That is very rewarding and very exciting. But now that I have worked with a team of women and men over the last three years and helped build businesses that's meaningful, that allows them to put not just put safer products into the hands of their moms and their sisters and their mother-in-laws, you know, doing what we can to try to help ourselves be as healthy as possible. 
So that's rewarding in and of itself. But the fact that they are seeing some income that comes into their house, I got a message and she might listen to this, but I got, I'll leave it anonymous, but I got a message from a consultant that's on our team, Jess, a couple days ago. And she said that her income from March just paid for her daughter's very expensive preschool. And it, it meant a tremendous amount to her. And that, that kind of income that allows example, a lot of these people that we work with are stay at home moms and they want to, they want to work. They want to do some work on the side, right? They Mm want to do some work. They want to help out with the house, but they also want to stay home with their kids and they want to have it all right. And they want to be able to take their family to Disneyland or they be able to still scratch that professional itch while their babies are young. And and have it all. And the fact that this job allows that, and I get to be play a small part of it by helping and mentor and coach and direct and whatever it is, that is just so wonderfully rewarding. So I would say that. And then outside of that, it's definitely in the Fed and Fit team is much smaller. We're much, much more. <laughs> but I would say getting to work with our small team is probably the thing that I enjoy I mean, I really, I love working for the readers, for our readers, but I really love working with the, our team. I, I mean, that brings me so much joy. I am an extrovert through and through. And the fact that I work at home by myself every day is really ironic. And when you guys come over, it's just so fun to spitball and come up with solutions as a team. Yeah. And, and work days are my favorite days because I'm an extrovert too. We've talked about this too. It's like the transition from like working at home alone in a room eight hours a day is hard. (laughs) And so when we get to collaborate, I think that's what you're really good at, Cassie, is empowering people in business, not just in health and wellness. I think you have a unique skill set for the business side of what what you do. And like you said, with Beauty Counter, teaching or empowering these women on your team to go out and build whatever it is that they want to do. Mm-hmm. And so I see that at work every day. I see that as someone like as a part of your beauty counter team and your fed and fit team. It's this weird, we're very intertwined in a lot of aspects of our life. We are. You're never going to get rid of me. <laughs> Which I don't want to at all, but it is, it's, it's fun to see that at play and it's fun to see you changing lives. And I can just speak from personal perspective as well, but I have heard you talk at length about how your vision for fed and fit is to create really wonderful long-term jobs that are rewarding and fulfilling for people in this business. And so I just see that. And I know that's a deep desire of your heart and I see it playing out in all the things that you do. And I'm just, I'm very grateful for you. Oh, thank you so much. That's so sweet. I mean, I see it too. Gosh, (laughs) believing in myself is not something that I have lacked. I think ever Mm -hmm. right or wrong firstborn hashtag, (laughs) but (laughs) I'm I'm there with you. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. I really do see that. When once when I learned that the kitchen, for example, K-A-T-C-H-N, if y'all are familiar with that website, it's a fabulous resource online. I mean, what, they employ a dozens, maybe hundred plus people. And I thought, gosh, if they can create such incredible jobs doing this incredible work, by golly, we can too. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're headed there. Yes, yes, yes. I can see it. Hi friends. Laura here with some exciting news. Four Sigmatic has come on as a Modern Mamas podcast sponsor. We are so excited. If you've been following along with my Instagram stories, especially, you've seen that I use this stuff every single morning. The Lion's Mane Elixir is my absolute favorite. I add it to my boosted coffee for an extra boost of brain clarity, productivity, and focus that I genuinely did not experience until I started adding this in every day. They also make other elixirs like Rishi for calming, Cordyceps for an energy boost, and Chaga for an immune boost. Along with those elixirs, they also have really cool blends. I love the Lion's Mane and Coffee blend when I travel because I don't have to worry about getting my hands and lips on high quality coffee. I have it ready to go. All you need is hot water, you mix in the blend and you're set. They have caffeine free options as well, like a chai latte and a turmeric latte for gut health and skin glow and all, they have all kinds of incredible blends. I cannot recommend enough that you go check out their website Find whatever mushroom blend is going to fit with your lifestyle and give it a try. 
the awesome folks at Four Sigmatic have offered our listeners, you guys are special, you get 15% off any order. If you go to foursigmatic.com forward slash modern mamas or simply type in modern mamas, all lowercase, all one word at checkout, you get 15% off. Check it out, see what fits your life, and happy shrooming. Okay, so now we're going to switch gears a little bit. We're talking about all the wonderful, amazing things that you know, you get to do and the things that you've built. People want to know, how do you deal with the feedback that you get on Instagram when you're sharing personal choices? Because you've already alluded to the fact that, you know, Fed and Fit is a business, but it's also you. It's at this point, it's your personal page. And, you know, you've shared again, I'm, this is a loaded question because I, I have seen from the other side, but people really want that perspective because, you know, a lot of our listeners have their own health and wellness businesses or their social media accounts where they're sharing their lives. How do you deal with feedback that sometimes isn't so great? And to be be fair, I know that your listeners and your followers are for the majority Mm -hmm. wonderful human, like you have the best Mm -hmm. of the best on social media. So I know it's few and far between, but you know, give us some perspective. Like what, how does Cassie deal with that sort of feedback? Poorly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Because uh, we all, I mean, nobody likes to get negative no. feedback. No, <laughs> nobody likes to be told that they're like ruining their child mm-hmm. because of a food choice or something. You know, I deal with it. I mean, admittedly, very, very poorly. I th- I feel, I feel like I deal with it poorly. What I would like to see me do and what I constantly work, try to work on and aspire to is to read someone's maybe thoughtless, unkind, rashly sent firing from the hip words, right? Mm-hmm. Cause that's what they are. Mm-hmm. They're unkind. They're being rash and probably very thoughtless. And if they maybe just taken a step back, thought about it a little bit more I took their time, maybe give it 10 minutes and maybe they wouldn't have sent me such a nasty gram. And like Jess is saying, I get these few and far between, but I do get them and they haunt me. What I would like (laughs) to do is to be able to see them and read them and think, oh man, that person's having a really bad day. Good thing that doesn't say anything about me. That's what I'd love to be able to do. (laughs) In a perfect world. (laughs) Perfect world. That's what I aspire towards. And I'm working on it. And I actually am getting a little bit better. Mm -hmm. What actually happens is I I read the D. It's always in a direct message Mm -hmm. because it's always private. They're not going to put that out for the rest of the world to see. They only want you to see it. They only want to make you cry. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I read it in this message and my face goes hot and I start sweating and I d- debate if I should accept the message or not because my account, I think is private still on messages, which mm-hmm. I did after Gray was born because I got a, it brought out a whole bunch of folks that sent all kinds of nasty grams. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I read them, I put it down and I think to myself, if I don't deal with this, if I don't process it, and usually processing for me is thinking out loud and talking to somebody about it. If I don't process it, it really, really does haunt me. Mm-hmm. And it really gets in my head as a type three, unfortunately, this is so embarrassing to admit, but a very image focused mm-hmm. type person. Like it gets in my head and I think, could I have done that better? What can I do better? Is this one, is this one person out of, you know, a hundred thousand or is this literally is this one out of 10 that had the guts to send me this message. Mm. And so, you know, I go through all those rabbit holes and, you know, you could, the, the mental process. And what I've started doing is I've started asking bless his heart, my husband to read them. <laughs> and I'm so, it's so selfish, but I'm like, I would like you to also carry this. burden. <laughs> Please share with me and my pain. <laughs> <laughs> but what I really need him to do, and this is part of my processing is I want him to read it. And I want him to tell me from an, cause he's a very logical mm-hmm. person is do I need to do something with this? Because my sense of responsibility, my radar of responsibility is off the charts. I feel very responsible essentially 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. And I need somebody to say, this is not you. This is not on you. This is on them. It's okay to delete it or it's okay to respond, but not react. right? Right. And so those are some of the things that I try to always keep in mind. I love that. That's incredible. I think incredible advice for just anybody in this day and age, because it's so easy 
in the social media world for people to, like you said, fire off in a DM because it's private and they're sitting behind their screen and it's really easy to judge from the outside looking in, whatever it is. And people don't really understand that like words have power. And Mm -hmm. like, even for instance, someone like Cassie, who seems to be very joyful all the time. I mean, you are, but like, it still hurts and it's still like, you still have to process it. And even if you're like, the end result is you coming to the conclusion, like, you know, I'm going to let this go. It's not a reflection of me. And you've like, it's still, you're taking emotional energy away from that person. Like you in this instance, like sending a message like that's so easy for you to do. But now Cassie has to spend the time wrestling with it. You know, we talked about this, but but when Gray had her first food, she was six months old. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we probably talked about this endlessly. You're probably tired of it. But we were like, Gray, I fed her avocado. And I shared it on Instagram because it was such a fun moment. And there, and I really do see my community on Instagram as family. I really do. I see it as a community and I'm excited to be a part of it. And I'm excited to share these really fun milestones with folks. And I set up a video camera and we did the, the avocado and it was so funny and so sweet. Mm-hmm. She like hated it, which was just adorable. <laughs> she ate it anyways because she trusts us. And it was such a sweet, special moment. And I know that folks loved it, laughed about it far and wide. I had friends coming out of the woodworks that I didn't even know followed me online that were like, could you please text me that video? Because I want to <laughs> show it to my colleagues. And, and I got... I don't know, Jess, what, half a dozen comments, six, maybe six notes, not that many, right? Really not that many, but I read them and, and then maybe I got 20 nice ones. Six of them were negative. And the worst of it was, you know, I really hope you took an infant CPR class because feeding your daughter like that, she's going to choke to death and die or she's going to choke and die. And I was like, I mean, obviously this person is in a really bad place to be sending me something like that, but that was 10 minutes after Gray just had her first foods, I'm at my parents' house, we're having a great time, and I read that, and I was, and this is on me, but Mm -hmm. I took myself out of the present immediately, and the rest of my day, I was upset, the rest of my day, and it was like, and I, and I felt, then I felt guilty that I even offered up that day to be taken, Mm -hmm. By folks that I don't know. Yeah. And so it definitely brought in a different tone of what do I want to share real time online and what do I want to save for myself? So mm-hmm. I don't, it's not an exact science and I don't know exactly how to go about it. But if you, if you're ever watching something online, my, my the, what I will leave you with is this. So you ever watching somebody or something online that you think they put themselves out on the line and you think they might get some negative feedback on it, but you see what they meant and you see their heart behind it and you see that they did a, they probably did their research and whatever it is and they made an informed decision or you think that they were really bold or wonderful or you enjoyed it, send them some positive feedback Mm -hmm. because if you think that they might get some negative feedback, I guarantee it that a third of the feedback they get will be negative, Mm -hmm. even though maybe 95% of the people had a positive reception. Oh my gosh. I love that advice. And I, I would tend to agree because it's, you know, I don't get near, I don't have near as many followers or, you know, comments or messages, but like, you know, it's, especially for someone like me, who's a nine, I mean, anyone, it doesn't even matter what Enneagram type you are. It's like to get criticism. It's like, oh my God, like, (laughs) ha, like, even though there's 20 other positive responses, it's so easy to focus on that negative one. So that is beautiful advice. And I'm sure people also will be taking it at face value. So Oh my gosh, I have so many questions. We're gonna, I'm gonna try and barrel forward a little bit here, but this Sorry, is- Sorry, Jess. No, I, I, I just wanna talk with you all day. Well, that's what we do. All day, boxer, text, in person. Okay, so people really wanna know how you achieve some semblance of balance in your life. And they particularly wanna know about your postpartum period because a lot of our listeners are mamas or they're going to be mamas. And you know, I love your saying that you, I don't know if this was actually your saying or if someone else said it and you've kind of lived by it, but you can have it all. You just can't have it all in one day. I've heard you say that before and I, I love it. But tell us kind of your perspective about quote unquote balance and that whether that comes with, you know, the foods you eat or the products you use or the time you spend with your people. How do you do it? Oh, man. So <laughs> How do you do it I, all? I, you know, I think that my answer is I don't even try to right. do it all. 
Maybe that's it. I throw in the towel from the beginning. I never even picked up the towel. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I mean, that's not always entirely true and fair. I do have moments. You can't help it. January 1st of every single year and everybody's like, this is the year for the new me. I mean, I've been through what now? 33 New Year's. Of course, you know, my early years, I didn't know what side was up, but I've been through three decades of worth of new years and I know how these turn out. I know how resolutions tend to turn out, especially for my personality type. And even still, like it's easy to get swept up in it and say, I'm going to do it all. I'm going to find balance. I'm going to, it's going to be, it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be perfect for me. And, and then eventually that all crumbles because that's just not reality. And I think that the way that I achieve balance is by knowing that it's not even something to achieve. And I'm just going to do my best, man. I've been so, so fortunate to have some incredible mentors in my life. And I think about my papa, who is my dad's dad. So my grandfather, but we called him papa and oh my gosh, what a jolly man he was. He's like a Hispanic (laughs) Santa Claus and minus the beard. He did not have (laughs) facial hair. (laughs) A clean shaven Santa Claus. He made airplane parts uh, out of his machine shop garage for 50 years for the same boutique little aircraft thing. He was just an incredible human, liked to work with his hands. He was the happiest man I've ever met still in my entire life. And I just remember he always told me, he was like, you can just, I don't even remember what I will be talking about, but he was like a parrot just over and over again at the right moments would repeat, just do your best. If you do your best, that's all anybody can ask for. And that became the carrot. That's the carrot that I chased. It's not to have it all. And it's not to have perfect balance or the semblance of whatever that is, even though it's an illusion. I think that what I chase is just to do my best. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, postpartum with gray, I gave myself a lot of grace and I said, you know, my priorities are reshifting and I'm going to give myself some time to figure out what motherhood means to me. And, and I don't know. I mean, I, I remember talking to my friend Diane about it. I was like, I don't know. Maybe I'll have the baby and I'm going to say, this is it. This is all I want to do. I'm going to, if that and fit, we'll go back to being a purely personal account. I'm going to stop writing, stop working. And this is it. I mean, I had a hunch that that would not be the direction, but I gave, but I gave myself the option Mm -hmm. mentally. Right. And I think that it's important to just give ourselves some grace for the unknown in the future and allow ourselves to be flexible. But I would say that the balance is just taking care of myself. I I took a shower every day, postpartum with gray and that, that was possible. This sounds so silly, but postpartum mamas probably know like, Oh yeah. That's oh, a good. huge thing. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I, cannot, I, I, I don't shower every day now. Yeah. But I, then. <laughs> but I did then. And, you know, I just would do something nice for myself every single day. And after two months of my maternity leave, and I had built myself a three-month leave, after two months, I was ready. I was mm-hmm. ready to go back. And I let myself do that early. You know, I just tried to not nail myself down everything to anything, one thing in particular for the sake of a you know, for the sake of a plan, Mm -hmm. I've never been one for the sake of a plan. And I'm just trying to do my best every day, whether that means show up and play with my daughter and do my best at that. And then work can wait. Gosh, I'm looking at my inbox, Jess, and it's over. We're at over a thousand at this point. Oh, I know. (laughs) That's right. You have my login. (laughs) I mean, I just, you know, it's just, it is what it is. I'm doing my best. Mm -hmm. No. And I love that about you. It's something that I really admire. And I learn from you every day in that regard, because as Again, I keep going back to, I just, it's how I kind of relate myself to other people. But like as a nine, it's like, I can get very rigid and structured in like, this is what I have to do. I have to do this today. And if I don't do it, I've failed for the day. There's conflict in some area of my life because I set these, these tasks for myself and they did not get accomplished. And so I've learned from you that like, this can be like one of the best things that we can do for ourselves, especially in the postpartum period is like, give ourselves you know, structure is great. Like, you know, having responsibility to your team or your job or your family is amazing. It's necessary in order to get work accomplished, but there's also freedom and flexibility and knowing when to, like you said, step away or spend some time with your daughter. And, you know, cause the work is always going to be there. Everything is yeah. always going to be there. There's always going to be something to do, but you know, it's so much more effective when you take some time to take care of yourself too. So I appreciate that. And I've learned a lot about that from you, especially over the last couple of months. So thank you for sharing that. 
Well, thank you. That's so kind. <laughs> Just a big love fest here today, folks. Okay, so we... There's some other questions, mostly about Gus, but honestly, I mean, <laughs> I think it's just time for Gus to have his own account or something where he just Ugh. like, we get to know Gus as a, as a person that he is, because you guys, Gus mm-hmm. is, Gus is probably feels more emotions in a day than most human beings do. And I've witnessed it firsthand. <laughs> He's a four. I bet, I bet if Gus took the Enneagram, he'd be a four. Totally. He, if you guys, people were asking about Gus's nose too. They want to know if he's better or not, but. Oh, muffin. He's much better. better. Okay. But he, we were over at Cassie's the other day doing a work day and he, it was fresh. His nose was freshly, whatever happened to it, scraped up. And you guys, he just stayed outside for like the whole day. And that's not really typical of Gus, especially if we're cooking or eating, like he's around. And so we came to, we all came to the conclusion that he must be embarrassed. Like that's the only thing he had to have been embarrassed by his scrape. A hundred percent. You know, I yeah. thought I was trying to go through all the options because I went out and checked on him. I wound up having to bring him water just outside because oh he wouldn't gosh. come in. And I thought maybe he's afraid of all the boxes because we had 600 pounds of books <laughs> delivered to the house, yeah. which by the way, are finally going out. Oh my God. I'm so happy. <laughs> we kissed two more envelope frogs. It's oh the whole God. story. I'll call you after. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, I thought maybe he was afraid of the wall of boxes. And maybe that's why he didn't want to come in. And later that night, nope, he was passed out right by him, rolled up, belly up. Like he had no problem with the boxes. I genuinely believe that he was embarrassed because he did this thing to his nose to himself. And I think, and he did it in like this moment of, you know, when puppy dogs get the zoomies, he like, had the zoomies and he was going to go dig up this giant rock with his own <laughs> nose and he like got his head down in that little hole and started trying to get this rock up and it was a boulder I mean it was the, like the freaking iceberg that sunk the Titanic it's like this little bit about sticking <laughs> up but it's like the size of our house oh underneath gosh. the earth and he tried to get unearth it bless his heart and it didn't work and it scraped him up poor buddy I felt so bad but I really genuinely believe that he was embarrassed oh 100% knowing him the way I do now I can totally see that <laughs> very high EQ but he I, does. one day he will have his own Instagram account. <laughs> it just might have to wait until after this book tour. I, I yes, totally understandable. It's like we can barely manage the things on our plate right now. But yes, I will follow Gus to the ends of the earth on social media. Okay, friend. Okay. I know this is like last minute. I truly want a peek inside your grocery budget hack. So we're gonna do rapid fire. And you don't have to go super in depth unless you really feel passionately about one of these, but very quickly, since we've just spent the time essentially catching up and getting to know you better, tell us, and I know a lot of this is probably in the book. I mean, I do know this because I have the book <laughs> right beside me right now. Tell us your top five ways to save money on groceries. Our listeners are very into health on a budget, so have at it. Okay. Number one, I would say buy in season, if at all possible. A lot of y'all are going to be nodding your heads along to this and probably not saying anything you didn't know, but we'll put them all in one place. Mm -hmm. Buy in season as often as possible. And local is even better if it's also in season. Cause you think about it, if you're buying asparagus from Argentina, right? Then you're also paying for the shipment of that asparagus all the way from Argentina to your cozy little hometown grocery store. And so, but if it came from your same county, then there's a really good chance that that price is going to be much better. So, and obviously in season means that it's more likely it's going to be available in your area at that point in time. So buy in season, try to buy local if at all possible, Buy in bulk also when possible. Costco, for example, is a great place to go buy in bulk on fruits and veggies and also oils. I would say cow shares are a great way to get in on buying in bulk and also taking advantage local aspect and the way, and I think, what is it? Eatwild.com or .org. I'm putting you on the spot now, Jess, yes. if you want to I think link that up. And- I'll, I'll link it. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for the job on your own podcast. <laughs> but I, that's a good one if you want to go see if there are some cow shares available near you. And the same goes for eggs. Eggs are really, really easy to find that are local to you that are going to be much more affordable. And they're probably, eat, the chickens are eating real deal bugs. They're real deal Rays, so the yolks are going to be just even more packed with micronutrients so that you're going to save a whole bunch of money. Because if people got chickens, there's a chance they have more eggs than they know what to do with. So see if you can get those local as well. So buy in bulk, buy in season, buy local, 
And then I would say, don't get caught up in the cooking fact, this or that. Okay. So there's sometimes when you're in, even in our book, you're going to see that in one recipe, maybe we call for butter and another one we're calling for olive oil and another one calling for coconut oil and then maybe avocado oil. And yes, that exact oil might yield it just, just a hairline different kinds of results that we want to have. But at the end of the day, just freaking do what works. You know, if, if ghee is on sale or butter, grass fed butter is on sale, or if your favorite oil became available in a giant tin by that, it's okay to use that purpose, especially in savory cooking. Baking is a whole nother monster. I can't even pretend to be an expert because I fail constantly at baking things. But when it comes to savory cooking, if you're sauteing or tossing something and putting it in the oven or gosh, thing for salad dressing, it's okay to interchange a little bit. So just use what's affordable and don't break the bank because a recipe that you're making this week calls for a tablespoon of coconut oil. Just use olive oil if you've already got it on hand. So I would say that those are some of my big ones. And then of course, there's also great online grocers that you can use. Thrive Market, for example, is a good one where you can go find really great deals on your dried goods. So there's definitely a way you just might have to get creative, shop for different kinds of foods at different stores. So you might be driving a little bit more, but if you're strategic, I bet that even with the extra gas, you'll be saving money. I love that. Perfect. The perfect little bow to our episode. Thank you for sharing those. And thank you for coming on again. It's always good to get to connect with you one-on-one because usually we're doing about 500 different things at once. So appreciate your time, friend. Yeah. Thank you for having me on and everybody for listening to my rambling. (laughs) So tell our listeners how to find you. Tell us when the book is coming out officially. I think this is set to go live during that week, but tell us where to find you, when the book's coming and all that good stuff. Okay. So you can find me online. I kept it very simple, just fed and fit all over the place. Instagram, Facebook, fedandfit.com is our website. And you will also see if you pull up the website later this month, you'll be able to see a peek into the brand new branding that we've been working on for over a year. It's been a long time coming very excited. <laughs> and then the book of course is available everywhere books are sold. If you're listening to this after April 23rd, Tuesday, April 23rd is when it hits shelves and you can pop into your local Barnes and Noble and grab a copy. I will also be hitting up a book tour. If I'm coming to a city near you, please be sure to check that out and grab a ticket, reserve your spot. We're going to have some really exciting, no joke swag bags <laughs> as a thank you for coming out to the in-person event. You don't need to buy a ticket for those. We're just giving them to you. So you can find that at fedandfit.com on the page events. And what else, Jess? You can, and then of course, if you're, if you're not near a real deal bookstore after the book comes out, you can also order the book on Amazon. It's available for Amazon prime at a pretty good discount. Yeah. I think you nailed it. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) hit all the spots and as usual you guys can find laura and i on instagram mostly at laura.radicalroots and at just.holdthespace we also have our new instagram handle modern mamas podcast and you can email us at modernmamaspodcast at gmail.com with questions and if you just want to chat we will see you next week thanks for being here guys bye Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time.